Welcome to Basically Tall Tales, the collaborative short story podcast featuring tales you can basically call tall. My name's Adam. I'm Todd. And I'm Jared. Each week, one of our writers will write one-third of a story before handing it off to the next writer to either continue or finish. The first writer will get to choose whatever genre they want to write in, and the other two will just have to deal with it. Today, we have a story by me, Adam, with the first part of a new story. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe for more stories each week because we're always writing more comedy stories and your social media interaction keeps us going. Without further ado, here we go. worst mistake i decided to exercise yesterday and now my body aches Ooh, <laughs> can't believe people do that recreationally yeah yeah i'm i'm trying to do that too i i've been doing a hundred sit-ups a day and then but i used to be able to do much more than that yeah you can but, do a hundred sit-ups i mean yeah it's it's not that like hard in a row? if you're yeah um I do like 25 and then I take like a minute or two and then I get back at it again. I'm not trying to destroy myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were over here like Saitama fucking blasting a hundred sit-ups, a hundred push-ups and a hundred, what's the other one? Pull-ups? No, 10 kilometer run. Oh yeah, that's it. Which that's the I one mean, that to be sounds honest, like that legit is tough. <laughs> that also sounds highly doable. Like, it does. It, if you've it sounds got tough for someone who doesn't day. exercise, but like, <laughs> no. If if you're like someone who's just like better than averagely fit, I feel like you're like only a hundred sit ups. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. No, only a hundred sit ups. I mean, definitely with me taking a break in between. I'm like, it takes me all of <laughs> ten minutes. So like, I definitely could dedicate more time to it, but. And a 10k run, if you ran at like a six minute mile the whole time, which is also kind of reasonable, six and a half minute mile ish. A 10k run would be about an hour, I guess. Yeah, see, that's a little over an hour. That's a lot. It, it's a lot, and also if you're unemployed like Saitama, it's also not a lot. <laughs> he could probably get his whole exercise routine see. done in an hour and thirty minutes, and then I guess go to the grocery store and hunt for sales. See, that's the thing they don't tell you, though, about being unemployed, is it's not suddenly you have all the free time to, like, exercise and stuff. Yeah. You have all this free time to panic and job hunt and then despair for the future. Yeah, and it turns out despairing for the future takes a lot more time out of your day than you'd expect it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But, yeah, besides that, I also started a, a uh, little bullshit blog where I review uh, PlayStation Plus games that you get for free every month, so you can know if they're worth even bothering to download or not. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that, because the layman like me wouldn't know what to get. <laughs> for yeah. free? Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for people that... I mean, I've got a 5 terabyte hard drive connected to my PlayStation, so I do just yeah. download everything. 
But for people who don't have... And not everybody even knows you can do that. Yeah. And for people who don't have five extra terabytes, you know... Then they can just pick the add to library and download it when you have time to play it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, no, add it to your library. But, you know, if you've got other stuff to play, you know, like, you're not going to download the game and then, you know, you're not going to stop playing God of War in order to play the the new... (laughs) freaking uh game that came out if it's not any good yeah no i mean i didn't even know that there was like a playstation plus free system until y'all mentioned it one day you'd been paying for it for years and then you came to japan (laughs) and i'm like you have that right and i'm like yeah i used it for the online co-op for dark souls that is the literal only reason that i had it that and monster hunter which is most of the reason that i use it but yeah there's also free games and little spoiler, Monster Hunter was fun. December's free game for PlayStation is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah, Ooh, I already bought that. It's worth downloading, <laughs> even though it's huge. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is 2022 in the year of our Lord, and if you haven't downloaded and played Mass Effect, any of them, um, I mean, what are you doing? But lucky <laughs> you, you don't have to tell anyone. You just download for free. Yeah. And pretend well, like you had it all along. I mean, chances <laughs> are they're seeing Mass Effect and they're friends. thinking BioWare. Ugh. EA. Ugh. Ooh. Why would I play those See, I remember games? a time where BioWare was, was like, yeah. oh, wow. Before BioWare. EA bought it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying there's a whole generation of video game players that are playing games right now that don't remember when BioWare was a competent company that made very right. good games. Oh, yeah. Didn't they do uh, Anthem? <laughs> fucking hell look the the lead writer for most of the good games out of bioware was drew carpishian also he wrote a few of the extended universe star wars books wow uh, and oh, that guy from memory yeah, that guy can fucking write let me tell you what he keeps track of all those fucking like branching pathway uh what's the word branching storylines and shit yeah <laughs> check out drew carpishian he got some time i ain't gonna spell it for you have you written a story on Drew uh, Carpaccio's level? I think I might have. Not to toot my own cork. Yeah. Speaking of cork, he's the main character of this story. If you remember our characters, before we jump in, we're going to give you a little bit of a rundown. Remember Wilbur, the camel man? Just like a dumpy, frumpy version of a uh, centaur, right? Yeah. Right, Jared? Yeah. Who, who else we got in this thing? I don't know. You wrote it. Just off the dome. <laughs> off the dome. What were the characters last time? So Cork was the zombie, zombie, the undead guy, and then there was a the woman manager at the uh, Camel Man factory. (laughs) Was never um, confirmed this. Is she a human woman? A goblin woman? No, I didn't confirm it. (laughs) And did you say? I I think I brought it up last time. You didn't say what the factory makes, right? No, just that it requires lots of. Camel men for manual labor, so I yeah up in the air. If one of you wanted to look at it, but yeah, no one really knows what factories make anyway. It's like yeah. a like a ye olde industrial era factory where they still needed humans to do things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ooh. man, I'd love okay, to get okay. an industrial wow. era factory job right about now. Yeah, and then there was the the tree Gus. Yes, you called him a tree. Yeah. Half tree. Yes. Gussie. Half tree. 
Let's, He's let's, Gussie. Let's call it like it is. Some dude fucked a tree and Gus came out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting to hear you guys say it like it's the oldie. Like when you say that, are you talking about like 1850 or like 1650? Because I was definitely leaning more towards 1850, uh, kind of ye oldie. Okay, I I, said I didn't ye say ye oldie. oldie. I did, but I meant 1850. I just meant old. Yeah, I was thinking 1880, like 1800s. Yeah, like yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of fantasy stories set in that specific time period. There's a lot of like modern and then like medieval. But yeah. I think it's really fun to write something in the middle. And yeah. speaking of which, we're just going to jump right on into it. You got Wilbur, you got Cork, you got Squeesh, and yeah. the, the titular Chargis, the tree guy. And I hope you're going to enjoy this story. These are classic this story is Jared called names. Chargis isn't the titular <laughs> character. Well, uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> fucking <Sorry>. Cork is. <laughs> yes, he is. Sorry. I, I, he's the uh, iconic Chargis. But there yes, it go. is a very me name, like something yeah. stupid and meaningless yeah. <laughs> that can be cut down into just a normal human name, like Gus. <laughs> well, I mean, what would Squeesh be? Squee? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Squeesh? like from Johnny Squeesh? the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this story is called Undead Gumshoe. Think about it. Wilbur continued, giving Cork a conspiratorial look. The horse dicks were all pulled off. <laughs> he lobbed a glob of dip into the corner of the foreman's office. <laughs> Not cut. That takes a lot of arm strength to pull a dick off. <laughs> Only one of them green barbarians could have done it. Whoa. Or, or a troll. Or a camel man. But I reckon trolls are too dumb for it. And what? camel men, like myself, are far too noble to murder. Nope. Sir, there wasn't a camel man. You can trust me on that. <laughs> even even if you do, even if you don't give us a big, I can yeah. the way you've written his dialogue now. I can hear it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean it's perfect. No offense, Wilbur, but you calling trolls dumb is like the pot calling the kettle black. Squeeze said, not liking where this was going one bit. <laughs> And how can you be so sure it wasn't a camel man? Cork asked. Well-known fact, orcs are murderous, and they drive down the property value. (laughs) (laughs) As much fun as I'm having with all this casual racism, it's been nearly 15 minutes. We're taking Wilbur back to the floor. Hang on, Gussie. It's Chargus. What do you make of this? Not many orcs around here. Drumma is about as far as you can get from the Iron Hills. He said, jotting the notes down in his notepad. You should go talk to them and see if they killed you. Wilbur, that is an absolutely horrid idea. It's not like they can kill me again. I'm dead as dead. Thanks for the tip, Wilbur. Give the boys my best. It was long past dinner time when Squeesh kicked Cork and Chargus out of the factory farm. They took a side road to avoid the stares and shouts that his undead condition so often attracted. Nice. <laughs> Let's get to interviewing those orcs, Cork said, turning to go mm-hmm. down a road that led to the city office. Chargus stopped at the corner and didn't follow. Look, Cork, you're hideous. I know, he snapped. 
His temper acting up again, courtesy of that alcoholic necromancer the police had on call. <laughs> the oath burned up Cork's heart to bring him back. That was a that was a good that was a good callback. I that was a good plot point. I don't know what that is. Good characterization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess a plot point. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> the oath burned up Cork's heart to bring him back, which had left him without an emotional center. In its absence, the necromancer left an imprint behind, his tendencies and bits of his character filling in the gaps that weren't Cork. If only he burned something else. Anything else. <clears throat> but you're nice enough. Chargis kept on in that deliberate, plodding speech many tree folk possessed. Cork gave him time to say what he needed all in one go, fighting against his impulses to finish the slow sentences and fill in the pauses. I'd hate to see you get hurt. I'm sorry for shouting, Gussie. Why? Why did you have to call him <laughs> Gussie? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt it felt like Gus. Gus is casual, but Gussie is like extra casual. See, that's and I friends. feel like Targus doesn't appreciate that level of like they're not really friends. That's why I call you guys Jared Dussie at the Mussy. <laughs> I mean, Tomo does call me Jaredy, to be fair, but <laughs> she does, yeah. <laughs> Because I told her that putting Y on things makes it cute. Yeah. 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 yeah they're, right, they're, not, they're not close enough for him to call him Gussie and it, to be a <laughs> So then why is he doing it? <laughs> oh, so he's doing it, but Chargis is like, no, no, we ain't there, man. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry for shouting, but Gussie, I literally don't think that's possible anymore. I He said after a particularly long pause. <clears throat> by the killer. If you believe Wilbur, and I'm not saying you should, you think you could apprehend an orc? Not saying it's likely, just entertaining the idea. Chartus finished. Cork pinched the bridge of his nose. He couldn't actually get a headache anymore, but he had phantom ones from time to time, like the memory of a headache. He tried to take a deep breath and thought about exhaling. Worst case scenario, we find nothing, and we're at a dead end again. Best case, we found the horse pucker. You sure you wouldn't rather ask around town? Get some more witnesses? Talk to the families of other victims? Even <coughs> if you find the horse fucker, what then? You don't have any evidence. Are you expecting them to just have a mountain of horse dicks laying around their house? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> and I will be disappointed otherwise. They'd probably be in the freezer. Now that you mention it, that way they'd have fresh dick whenever they needed it. <laughs> That's not the point. Yeah, frozen isn't fresh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could thaw it out and then it'd be fresh dick, I guess. Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He said. I know you're worried I'll get double homicided, but what's on death if not the chance to live a little? Take some risks. Okay, but the hogs come out, and I'm out, Cork. I'm not getting turned into a dickmas tree. <laughs> what is that expression, hogs come out? Hogs, the hogs. Your dick is a hog. Oh, I thought this was like... Oh, he's fucking flag. pigs, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the cops? Or the orcs? Everyone, apparently. I don't know. The hogs came out. Look, look hogs are dicks. Well-known <laughs> well known slang for a dick is a hog. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
as okay. in as in I don't know, grandpa's <laughs> massive hog. Right, look. I mean <laughs> The Yuletide hog. <laughs> Alright. Uh, <clears throat> he said reluctantly, following the zombie down the street. Whereas Cork's home was on a quaint tree-lined road, and the factory farms were an industrial wasteland, the road to the city office went through the main market. It was full of shouting, the wafting scent of autumn spices, and, of course, people. Some of them even wanted to be there. Cork didn't. It was enough that people stared at him from across the street, or left the train car when he came in. The anger and disgust up close from people who had no egress was a lot more hurtful. True, they could punch and kick him all they liked. It wouldn't do a thing, but his metaphorical heart could still break. Get out of here, you fucking maggot bag. Ain't you never heard of respect for the dead? Charga shouted. He's supposed to stay dead. Yeah, go back where you came from. The favorite phrase of bigots everywhere. In this case, they didn't mean <laughs> his mother, they meant the ground. <laughs> Past the tight press of people at the market square, Cork and Chargas found space to walk down the middle of a street where stalls lined either side. I wish I'd just opened that home alchemy shop instead of working nine to five outside. It's so easy to get murdered when you go outside. I should have started a garden, made some potions, harvested that ley line my parents fought so hard for. You know how much they had to bribe the city council for a permit to build over a city park? More than they spent on my college tuition. I'll tell you what, all they had left after buying the land was enough to build a pathetic little shack. Oh, I think you slipped yes. a little bit of Goofy in there, in that line, didn't you, Adam? Is that, that's supposed to be a, a Hank Hill. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Okay, yes, Charger's time. <clears throat> yes, you are pretty lucky. I had been going to Power Spot Park for hundreds of years. I sure do miss watering my roots in the sacred spring. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one. I was going to give the land back to the city when I died. Unless I ever had a kid. Looks like that ain't ever gonna happen. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, it was in my will. Apparently a will gets voided in the event of resurrection. Which kind of makes sense. No one would want a homeless zombie just roaming the streets. So you're stuck with the house? Yeah. Ever thought of selling it? The land, I mean, not the house. Not really. I'd hate to see what one of those industrial whiz corps would do to the land. They'd probably suck it dry. That ley line is the lifeblood of this community. It's better I hold on to it, or the city keeps it. I don't think I could sleep easy otherwise. But I mean, the city sold it to his parents, so... <laughs> I, yeah. know, I know, but like, he, he's idealistic. <laughs> hey. Yeah. You still sleep? I pretend to. Cork saw a flash of green skin through the crowd and took off, shuffling <laughs> towards the side of the road. What do you want, kid? Said the elderly orc with glasses as thick as your knuckle and a bushy beard his tusks poked through. He leaned over his stall table and peered at Cork. Uh, okay. Be cool, Chargus. Here's our first orc. Cork said, trying to look his <clears throat> trying his best to look unassuming. Chargus took a notepad and pen from out from his leaves. Come on. He's like thirty years old. <laughs> There's no way he has enough strength to kill anyone except maybe himself. <laughs> it's a well-known fact that orcs grow up quick, reaching adulthood in a matter of years. The upside is orc moms barely had to pay for daycare. The downside was that they went from colored blocks and diapers to dementia and diapers within 40 years. I'm 29 years young, thank you very much. Get over here, you boys need a consultation. What makes you say so? You know me or something? Son... 
you got a condition. Anyone can tell from a mile off. And I've got just what you need. True blue magic spring water infused with chamomile and isop. Clear your skin problem right up. Is that a fact? Where'd you come by that spring water? Well, it's a secret, old Chad Bridges. Do you know where I could find this Chad Bridges? He pointed up at the sign above his shop. It read, Chad's Juice and Things. <laughs> <laughs> There's a jaunty little drawing of a bearded orc in big glasses next to the stylized text. I feel like there's about 30 of those places here in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll bite, Chad. You sure this'll fix up my skin condition? Cork said, deciding he might as well play along. Yeah, you and your buddy with shingles. I gotta buy one, <laughs> get one free sale. That's pretty good. I gotta buy one, get one free sale going on now. You couldn't be luckier. Three silver. The orc said, pushing the two bottles across the table. Chargus looked up from his note-taking. <clears throat> I'm a tree man. There's no need to cope, son. Chargus started to protest again. He had leaves, after all. But Cork stepped in. The potions could be useful, and if the spring water was real, it meant this fucker had been trespassing on Cork's land. He thanked the orc and passed over the coins. Hey, by the way, you heard about them horsefucker of Flip Square murders? That's all anyone's talking about. A real shame for our community. What do you mean by that? I mean, all those poor alchemists didn't deserve to go out like that. That detail wasn't in the news. Chargus whispered to Cork. You don't say. Has that affected business? In the worst way. I'm running out of stock. Everything just flies off the shelves. I didn't get into alchemy to work hard, Grofnar's sake. <laughs> Someone tapped Cork on the shoulder. He turned around and saw that a crowd had formed behind him, which he thought was odd, at least until he noticed they were craning to see around Chargus. <clears throat> hey! They burned your brain to bring you back? Piss or get off the pot, Zombo! You're holding the line up! Shouting came from somewhere behind Chargus. No, please. Don't go. I don't know what I'll have to do if I have to mix another pumpkin spice love potion. <laughs> <laughs> it's the season. It is the, it is the season. Cork and Chargus got while the getting was good, the sun starting to set after all, and Chargus would soon be falling asleep. Tree men get their energy from the sun, which of course isn't in the night sky. Ah. <laughs> oh, good to Cork know. took Chargus home, and he got drowsier as the sun got low, though he temporarily perked up every time they passed under a street lamp. Cork had to guide him by hand down the final block. Same thing tomorrow? Cork said, helping Chargus through the door. I don't know. Tomorrow, I'm kind of busy. Can I get your notes, then? Chargus passed them over and mumbled something in tree-ish, then closed the door. The streets were empty and dark, as Cork went back to his place, through the winding tree-lined lanes of East Drumma. He got home and began poring over the notes. He took pages out of the notepad and began pinning them to the plywood walls of his shack when he heard the sound of a carriage rolling down the street. The hairs on the back of his neck would have stood up if he wasn't dead. Cork looked around his room for something, anything he could use as a weapon. A light from outside pierced his window, and he heard splashing sounds. Cork grabbed his broom and ran out the back door. He hated going into his yard at night. The light from the street filtered through the trees and old playground equipment by the sandbox to cast long and funky-looking shadows all over the grass and patches of dirt. <laughs> they bought the park and they didn't move anything. <laughs> no, they just built a shack. A shack. <laughs> they ran out of money. Okay, wow. The spring at the far end of the park was surrounded by a flagstone terrace and was dark in the shadow of a tight grove of trees planted in the terrace, ringing it. He crept towards the spring, his hands trembling as he gripped the broomstick tight. Who's there? He yelled. 
his voice cracking. There was more splashing, and a figure leapt out from the street-side part of the grove, and ran towards a cart parked nearby. The cart creaked as the figure clambered into it. Cork wanted to run after the figure, more than anything in the world, but he found himself frozen in place. He had even stopped pretending to breathe. <laughs> a whip cracked, and a large, indistinct animal yoked to the cart screeched and launched into a gallop. They were down the street and out of sight in a matter of moments. To be continued. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Who was that? Have we got some data. Yeah. Who was that? Who was that? <laughs> I don't know. Dear viewers and Todd, it is your <laughs> turn to think about who has the best motive. Uh, My target this week was to be oops all motives. Yeah. And I hope you got to catch them all. I mean, I was like, <laughs> you were, you're laying it way too heavy on uh, on old Gussie, making me think <laughs> that he might be, the, but it's too obvious, so it's, it yeah. couldn't be, could it? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go over some facts that we know about the universe, but uh, but I'm not going to say anything. I want you to tell me what you think them facts is. I mean, I, I think we'll we start know with all the, the characters. Uh, you're you're yeah. heavily implying it's got something to do with the ley lines, and you know, mm-hmm. there's money involved. Because when Jared wrote the story, there was Alchemists. no motive. No. He was a rando that got there was no serial murdered. Yeah. But now yeah. Yeah. we've got the or idea. Did or did he? Yeah. So. Because it could still be a serial killer going <laughs> after Alchemist exclusively. There's that potential in the yeah. story at least. Could yeah. be an orc. Could still be a camel man. Could still be a camel man. Could, still could be, be Squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could be the orc. Could be <laughs> Chargus. Could be Cork himself. I mean, I thought it was funny that last week. Jared said that he already had an idea of who done it. Oh yeah, no, I knew who I was thinking. Did yeah. It. Oh, which meant sure. that I was like, okay, well, Jared thinks it's a character <laughs> that has already appeared in the story. That was, yeah, yeah, that was a pretty big clue. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but I, I didn't really get the idea that anyone in particular was more suspicious than anyone else. So no, I kind of tried to make all the characters a little suspicious. Yeah. That's a Except for Gus. I didn't, I didn't think I made Gus suspicious, but apparently I made him suspicious enough that Adam made him suspicious. No, well, at least now you Adam made has. him not suspicious at all. <laughs> Which is suspicious. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, what a perfect way to throw someone off your set to help exactly. them with their investigation and just feed them all the wrong information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then sure. copy and a serial killer. By pulling off their dick with your tree man strength. <laughs> oh yeah, but here's the thing. Let's think about what we know about tree men's. Can they go out at night? Apparently uh, not. <laughs> but apparently you know, not. under tree, uh, maybe under street lamps. But you know, anywhere in the dark, and they fall asleep. I get that you have some idea what's going on, Adam. But it's out of your control now. So <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna. Yeah. It's way out of my control. Yeah. yeah. Todd's decision. And Cork no killed idea. himself. That's the answer. <laughs> killed himself <laughs> and then stuck a bunch of horse sticks all up through the holes that he, sh- he was himself. chopping onions. Got, you know, <laughs> his eyes got blurry. He accidentally chopped <clears throat> off his own dick and bled to death. <laughs> <laughs> what I think happened here is he was chopping onions, couldn't see anything because he was crying. He slipped on, slipped on the onion peel and then fell on a horse stick. <laughs> oh, it got pulled off, though. That's established. It's not cut. Yeah. Yeah, well, I whatever. yeah, and the only reason I so I, I what I wrote down on my little my little napkin here is pulling off dicks because that's like a joke for like jerking off, <laughs> I, yeah. but also removing them from a body. Thank you, for and then that's that. how I started this story. <laughs> with, 
It was like, I need a joke to start the story. Pulling <laughs> off dicks. Okay, there we go. I unfortunately yeah. have no idea who done it as of this point. Because the whole story, <laughs> yeah. I was just yeah. thinking about, what is that tree man writing on in his notebook? Paper? Yeah. <laughs> Paper from trees? <laughs> right. Does he make his own? Like, yeah. breaks off a branch and gets the fibers? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. That's all I could think of. <laughs> or maybe he just likes cutting down trees to make paper. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's a tree man, not a tree itself. So Yeah, okay. He's got maybe. he's got the ability to be at least half disassociated. <laughs> now, what do you mean writing on? Like a horse? Or like writing He was writing notes the whole time. So yeah, what was yeah, he writing pad. on? Was he writing on paper? Because yeah. paper is made from trees, so that's a little fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't know he made. He could have made that out of himself. Yeah, it could be like a little, a little, little fucking snack. Later. <laughs> <laughs> he eats. He eats trees. Little... What? Yeah, you know, I he sometimes his own peel bark. off skin and just save it uh, for just, eating later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put it like on the some hard dry skin yeah. from the bottom of your feet. Oh yeah. boy! Just stick it on a yeah. pizza and eat. <laughs> yeah. it. I really wanted to give the uh, the orc guy really bad eyesight because I thought that was a nice gag. You got a condition, son, is always a fun joke. Uh... <laughs> I rewatched uh, Marvel's Avengers recently, and when the fucking uh, yeah. Hulk fell through that guy's like fucking warehouse, he's like, "You got a condition, son." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like that is genuinely funny. I enjoyed it. What was your favorite joke? I I really loved because uh, I think I mentioned this with Jared's story also, but I really loved uh, the the uh, the fantasy racism. In the story, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you started making fun of uh, you had the you had the camel man making fun of forks, and mm-hmm. and then later when you made a you made a uh, I don't know if it was just a phrase or if it was a joke about pigs. See, I thought that was more orc racist, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, oh. man, they are going hard on these orcs that drive down <laughs> property values and whatnot. Like, <clears throat> yeah, the. Property values things. I laughed way yeah. too much about that. But just <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, just so terrible. <laughs> but I also love the fantasy cyberpunk vibe when you were like, everything's getting bought up by these industrial whiz corps. Have we met any wizards so far in this world besides the necromancer? That no, just a ne- yeah, just necromancers and alchemists. Yo, I think I might yeah, like to alcoholic. add like another level of class warfare here by having yeah. wizards all at the top. Yeah, that do the whole Dungeons and Dragons classes, but it's like social classes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every party needs a wizard and a merchant and a farmer. Bards are obviously the lowest class. Just trying They're to just fuck foolish. everything that moves. That's the only way I've ever played a bard. Maybe bard. Like that guy who got famous off of Tinder for never for being homeless but sleeping in people's houses and using their showers. Did I? I'm trying to think if I gave the person that created the camel men if I gave them a D and D class, like a, what kind of spellcaster they were, or magician. Huh. I can't it remember. Could be like now. a druid, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I. I think maybe maybe there was. I'd have to go back and look, uh, but I don't have it. my story yeah. open here. So I'm glad you guys like the story this week. Yeah, and I hope our dear listeners also enjoy it as well. 
Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to next time, seeing if Todd can figure out who I initially thought of as the villain. Not that it matters if you do or not, but it'll be I think it would be see. it would be yeah. best because of course my natural inclination is to subvert all expectations. But if yeah. I tried to subvert expectations and then you were like, No, that's who <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be that'd be good. Another excellent story. And I am intimidated to finish it because it's been so good <laughs> and so funny so far that yeah. I mean endings are so much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> they are a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. Uh it it feels like the whole story has been building to this, and then if I drop the ball, then it will retroactively screw up you guys' stories. Nah. You can't. You literally can't drop the ball. Uh, <laughs> you can't. You literally can't. It's impossible. It's glued to your hands. It's all, <laughs> Don't worry. It's all your interpretation of events. If it doesn't line up and with what I thought, is, it doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> it's all here, too. So you've got the ending, which means, like, as far as um, detective novels go, by the third act, there's no new characters. So you've already got all the paint colors you need to paint your masterpiece with you just got to put them together <laughs> i thought you were gonna say like in detective stories the ending is the only part that matters that's why i always, I always skip the first two other pages i go aha the butler the butler did it all right great what a good story yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. i mean i like i love um the, the Reacher novels. Um, yeah. I, I've been reading those for, what, 20 years now? And, I've been uh, on a kick of reading them recently. Uh, or, well, oh, yeah? listening to them. I have Audible, so I pick up Ooh. a Reacher novel every now and then. Listen to it on my drive to work. Yeah, I I love uh, those. They all end up being pretty similar, but... Yeah, oh, but yeah, I yeah. Them. No, I, don't, I listen to, like, one every six months or so. Like, back-to-back yeah. is a little much. Especially with the earlier ones, but I yeah. think he definitely got better as a writer later on. <laughs> I was reading them as they were coming out, and so I was yeah. I had plenty of gaps between them. But uh, yeah. the thing that I always liked about it, and I think just the whole uh, mystery mm-hmm. uh, genre is the, especially with the Reacher novels, I felt like I was putting it together too. And so in the end, when yeah. the mystery is revealed, it was like, aha, I did know it, and I'm not disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so proud of myself for knowing it. No, he, he does a good job of foreshadowing, like, to, yeah. so that people can feel clever. Like, they figured it out too. And look, Jack Reacher's this genius detective, and I'm just as good as him. So, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> It, that's As opposed a, that's to Cork, who's just an idiot. <laughs> it's easy to be disappointed in a predictable ending. I gotta yeah, feel yeah smart you don't want it to be predictable. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And this is weirdly reminiscent of the first Reacher novel. The first or the second one? Uh, this is the, how? What? The first, first one. first one was... He went to some... Was Killing Floor. And is that yeah, the one Killing with the... Floor. With the fat, rich guy that cuts people's balls off and shoves them down the throat. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. Yeah. The. Yeah. The big corporation the guy. Is, vibes from this. Yeah. They. <laughs> well. Like I said, I have been listening to one on Audible recently. That was probably where I got, or definitely was, why I decided to do a detective story. But you know. Well. The, 
this is exciting. This is my first chance to write a Reacher fanfic. <laughs> yeah, where yeah, give us the whole where Reacher, Reacher is just an idiot, <laughs> <laughs> just some dumb That's... fuck that got murdered by someone sticking horse sticks in people, <laughs> and not very strong at all. No, <laughs> undead. So he's, uh, his he's body is decaying uh, actively. Yeah, I do always like to add a little bit of uh, physicality. To, to my stories, like a little bit of a little bit of a yeah. scuffle and the description thereof. So, yeah. and I think that for me is also influenced by Reacher. So, welcome to the Reacher podcast, where we talk <laughs> about our, our influences. Well, I mean, a lot of uh, and Reacher ads. a lot of detective stories have uh, in the third act like a confrontation with the killer. Yeah, and yeah. For a lot of at least a more modern detective stories set in the, like you know now um, or the slightly previous to now. Um, those scuffles, you know, tend to be violent. I mean, yeah. the older stories, there are also, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, just verbal altercations and catching the guy, but... If the Reacher stories are anything, they're violent. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, speaking of violence, I can't wait to hear what Todd Todd violently plans for next week. And <laughs> don't forget to violently hit that like and subscribe and that um, the, the Acast download and... Rate and comment. And the, uh, rate and review. Rate and comment and listen all the way in spotify don't forget to listen to this part because we're on everything now so i'm not sure how every format uh you interact with us but (laughs) i think rate and review is the best blanket statement but yeah 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 right because i know you can't Uh, review on spotify but you can rate i think you can rate yeah and you can rate, but only after listening to several episodes, which means, uh, dear listeners, that hopefully by the time this comes out, you'll be able to. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.